Welcome. This is the Lady Leadership Podcast. Sam's goal is clear, helping as many women as she can meet their full potential in business and in life. Hi, this is Sam McIntyre, and in this season of the Lady Leadership Podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about how to get the most out of your career, whether you have your own business, whether you work in corporate, or whether you're just starting out, maybe you're finishing uni. So me and I look forward to sharing all my tips and hints on how to fast track your career. Hi everyone and welcome to Lady Leadership. I'm really thrilled today to have Lynn Kazali with me. Now Lynn has actually written a new book which is called uh, or Too Much Information on the Brain. She is a um, She's a keynote speaker, a master facilitator, author of eight books, so we'll dig into some of that. Um, she's on boards. She's a chair. She's she's a woman who's done it all. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Samantha, which Sam, do you Sam, prefer? Sam. Sam. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation to come along. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Uh, look, people, it, I, my mother calls me Samantha when I'm in trouble. Oh, yes. Okay. It's that extended <laughs> extension of the name for naughtiness That's and it's the right. shortening of the name for familiarity and absolutely. friendliness. Absolutely. So, I mean, this is a terrific book to bring out now, I think. Mm. You know, um, did you Had you started writing it during, during COVID? Had you thought of it prior to COVID? Tell me about that. Yeah, look, it was a coming together of a number of elements of my IP and expertise, and it really got magnified last year uh, when COVID hit, and I was experiencing overwhelm, uh, but I found that I was able to uh, address what was happening for myself using the techniques that I talk about in the book, which is primarily sense-making, but also some emotional regulation and uh, some new ways of working that I've learned from some of the the cool teams who work in Agile. So the ideas were bubbling around, coming together, and then for me it just got, it needed to be accelerated and and worked on uh, when I was experiencing overwhelm and most of us have also experienced feelings of overwhelm over the last year or so. So true. And I've talked to, you know, a few friends and um, colleagues, et cetera, and, you know, we've, we're all sort of saying, hey, I'm a pretty upbeat person. I'm a pretty mm. positive person. And, you know, I've had days where I've kind of where, where I've struggled or where I've felt monotonous, monoton- uh, I can't say the word, monotonous. Um, yes. I've, you know, been in my pyjamas at midday. Uh, uh, yeah, just a bit meh. Mm. That's a good description of it. And mm. and then when you've also got responsibilities, so maybe there are people in the house you need to feed or clothe <laughs> or school. Yeah, um, I've got a couple of those. You've got a yeah. couple of those, yeah. yeah. Uh, or you've got external responsibilities, maybe, you know, parents who need to be checked in on or other friends and family, not to mention, you know, job roles or if you've got the responsibility of a business and clients and then it doesn't take long I use the metaphor of juggling, which we often talk about, oh, I'm juggling so much stuff, and then you drop something and drop something else and drop something else and, you know, the the floodwaters start rising. Yeah, and and then you're in your pyjamas. Yes, that's 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 what happens the next day, and then the next day is a doona day, and then the day after that's a 
you know, gin for breakfast and and then after a few good nights sleep, we might pull ourselves. Pull ourselves. I, I have called it Margarita Monday, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign up for that. <laughs> That's right. And and so talk to me then a little bit about this sort of sense-making and, mm. um, yeah, how that fits in. So I, yeah. I got sense-making and I got the agile ways of working. I missed the one in the middle. Some emotional regulation. Oh, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So sense-making, we do it naturally. We have an element of it in us naturally where we, you know, connect the dots on something. We pick up some information and we start to go, oh, hang on, this means this or I can see what's going to happen here. These sorts of things are lining up and and from my experience I think this is what's going to occur. Uh, So we have some natural sense-making of being able to work out what's going on, but we can also do it very deliberately and sit down and go, you know what, I'm going to try and make sense of what's going on here. So it's an actual skill and capability. Uh, The Institute for the Future a few years ago said it was going to be the thing we'd need the most in these 2020s and weren't they right? And weren't they right? Yeah, look, I haven't really heard that term, but I like it. It's literally sitting down and going, okay, what's what's the lay of the land? Yeah, what's the lay of the land is a good good question to ask. Uh, In the book I talk about two main questions, what's going on? And what do I need to do about it? Mm. And, of course, I may not need to do anything about it, but it's the fact that I've stopped and asked the question, what's going on here and what do I need to do about it? Yeah. And it's that piece around kind of what's in my control and what's outside of my control. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A good I think that sort of that sort of focus makes us more resourceful. We're we're able to bring forward better solutions and see things from a bit of uh, a clearer perspective. You know, we will bring a more uh, rational response than if we're in the midst of a, an overwhelming meltdown and trying to solve fifteen things at once. I just had a similar, I just had an experience of this prior to this podcast, trying to organise the people I live with, otherwise called called, called my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my housemates, otherwise my children. My husband. And just, just a bit of, you know, FYI, I'm recording a podcast like, no, you cannot kick the soccer ball in the backyard now. Yes. No, the dog needs to go in its cage. You know, just a bit of sense making for them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Connect the dots for them ahead of time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I like the emotional regulation. I mean, mm. we've, we've all been emotional and um, or accused of being emotional, particularly as women. Um, and, you know, I've often cried during um, a current affair or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Yeah. Talk, yeah. Yeah, let's chat about emotional regulation. Yeah, well, I'll call out another a woman, Dr. Susan David, and her book Emotional Agility. If you haven't at least read a summary of it or had a look at her TED Talk or just have a look at the work that she's doing in bringing greater awareness to how to manage our emotions, uh, that is that would be some time well spent. But so I would defer to her professional expertise around around emotional regulation. But we can't manage, or as I like to say, outsmart our overwhelm if we're in a highly emotive state. 
and I think one of the best techniques to use, and I explain in the book, and it's it's labelling what you're experiencing, like labelling the emotions that you're experiencing. And again, this gives us perspective. It, it reduces the blood pressure a little. It gives us some greater access to our rational mind. Uh, and it really gets us to be in charge of what we're thinking, not, you know, at the mercy of what we're thinking. Mm. So not, not, not control freak over yeah, emotions, but yeah. regulation. Is it a matter of going, you know what, I'm, I can feel, because you can feel it, you know, mm. I can feel myself losing the plot mm-hmm. um, and I refer to when my when the people I live with are very untidy in my home and I'm picking up after everyone um, and, you know, it could be in a workplace, could be, mm. could be, you know, someone cuts in on you whilst you're driving or whatever. Is it a matter of in that moment thinking to yourself I'm overreacting or I'm, what? Yeah, talk me kind of through. Yeah, if you can label it with the emotion that you're feeling, like mm. someone cuts you off, you could yeah. you could go rather than saying I'm overreacting, we could say, okay, that's that's a pretty cheeky thing to do. No wonder I'm a little. Uh, it's shocked me. I'm a little bit surprised at yeah. how brash that person is. Or yeah, uh, I wouldn't do that. Or oh, I've had to tense up, and my adrenaline's now surged because I had to avoid perhaps a, a close call. So just acknowledging the reality of what happened. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm human, so I'm going to react in that way. Um, with uh, clothes left all over the floor, yeah, just say, well, what's actually the emotion I'm experiencing here, or maybe it's a bit of frustration. I'm forever picking things up or we've talked about this already and it <laughs> continues to happen or um, perhaps oh, I'm I've feeling got a, a bit resentful. Resentful. About, I know, think I've, what is I've, my job around here? I've faced all of those. I've got a new trick and it's literally <laughs> I now just kind of open the bedroom doors and just toss stuff in and then just close the door and I can't see it then. And so then I don't feel anything. Yeah. That's you don't my, feel any emotion about it. I don't it feel any emotion. <laughs> that's good regulation. That's good regulation. And I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so giving them, giving uh, these experiences a label, I think is one of the first steps to uh, over, you know, outsmarting our overwhelm rather than uh, just trying to struggle with it or drown under everything or or hope that tomorrow will be better. You know, it's it's giving us some more, as I say, ra- that rational access to our rational mind, which yeah. is very clever. We have a lot of very ingenious skills. So yeah. all I'm doing is suggesting how we can tap into those a little bit more. Yeah. And how about in the workplace? So, mm. Yeah, because often, you know, maybe someone will say something or you'll interpret something differently to maybe how it's intended or. Yeah, and also the the workload uh, Mm. is one of the overwhelming things that that we often struggle with. So perhaps someone says, hey, where's that report? Uh, You know, that was due two days ago and you go, ah, you know, I've got so much to do. So I look at some of the skills that agile um, software development teams use to mm-hmm. manage manage their work much yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, 
they get a lot of good stuff done. You know, their motto is get shit done. So how do they do that? So they use some very cool techniques like visualising all of the work they've got to do instead of carrying it around in their head. Um so, it's so true because we we yeah. have I mean I'm I am a lover of a to do list yes and yep. um I even bought from a lady who is to do women she does little <laughs> I'll show you now she does little, you can see my to do list she does little to do oh nice yeah uh, notebooks etc but do you think it's a matter of getting it out and I do I am a bit of a I. I've worked in IT for many years, mm-hmm. so I um, have worked in an agile way. So really that visualisation, writing yes. things down, putting it on a board. It's quite funny that we should talk about this because I once did this with my husband because I felt that he wasn't pulling his weight enough. <laughs> Good one. Visualise it. Visualise I visualised it and, you know, gave him a list. And um, I then realised he was doing more than me. So that, that board oh. came down. <laughs> <laughs> we had it in the bedroom, probably not the right not place the right there. I think not the best room for that. Maybe in the laundry or out the garage or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's some interesting stuff around to-do lists in that the, the, the to-do list is actually quite last century now. Uh, and even looking down a list, that yeah. act of our eyes going down a list of all the things we've got to do has been shown to lift blood pressure. Oh, wow. Um, as we look down yeah, a hang list on a say more I and just, more. I need to just rip this up, yeah. <laughs> I think I like what I can see. I can see yours is looking a little bit more map-like. It is more map-like. Yes. It's like top three tasks. It's self-care. It's power hour. It's gratitude. So it's probably it's a bit more than it's other notes. It's so there's not. And then there's I've just written over it, and then I've written written on the back and love it. Yeah, that is sense making. Right, and then. I mean, I'll have to get this lady on the show, Wana, because we're talking about her products. And then she's actually got a like a week planner. Yes. And visualize your work. Visualize your work. There we go. Visualize your work. And um, it's good that we're endorsing her on the show. And then she's got a month planner as well. So um, terrific. Yeah. That's a great visual tool. And you can so see those are both blank for me. <laughs> currently, currently. Room for improvement. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, iteration, you know, this is the thing is to not go for the perfect. This is not about, oh, I have to start a habit and continue it forever. These are. Uh, short and small hacks that we can put in place when we need them. We may not need them all the time, but when we feel overwhelmed coming, empty the contents of your head. That's been shown to Mm. be a really great technique, also known as externalising rather than internalising and letting things spin around and collide in our head. If you can get it out of your head in whatever way you like yeah that sense making and the point I was making about the to-do list that there's often not enough space on the to-do list to to write how long we think it's going to take or what priority Um, so I do talk quite a bit about Kanban K-A-N-B-A-N the Mm. the technique that's used to uh, to manage workload and born from uh, you know Japanese and Toyota manufacturing processes yeah and that do you do you like waste 
do you like the say backlog to do doing done? Correcto. That's yep. that's my preference. So our traditional to-do list ends up in one of these four columns. It ends up in the first column and we call it backlog. It's like this is all the stuff that's in my mind. Mm. And then to do, I bring across some things that are, are kind of on the launch pad, ready to, ready to do. And then that column called doing. Uh, I try and limit the number of things that I'm juggling at once. And then, of course, the joy of when it's done is you move that thing over into the fourth column, which is done. Yes, that is rewarding. And you know what? I have to admit, right, if I just yeah. pan over this way, you can see mm-hmm. those post-it notes on the yes. wall there. They Beautiful. actually are to do, doing, done. But you can tell that there's Brilliant. actually nothing underneath them. At the moment, so I'm, the maybe intention this, is there. Yeah, that's right. But maybe this is um, this is, you know, a little bit of a suggestion for me to, you know, because I I like working that way as well actually, yeah, and that yeah. I found for me that that works well. And I'm wondering if, and you know, this I sometimes feel like these are therapy sessions for myself. <laughs> I'm one of these interviews. So if you need some therapy, start yourself a podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering if I need to do a little bit of my personal life and my sort of non-work activities on that board to kind of, you know, when you've got those yeah. things. Like I have a, I do horse riding, so I've got a fairly serious hobby and, you know, mm. there's things I want to do with that hobby, mm. but I, I don't necessarily write them down. But they're in there and so maybe it's worthwhile getting them out. It sure is. It sure is worth getting them out and that analogue board is one of the ways of using Kanban. But, of course, there's apps available on our phone now like Trello and Monday and Asana and other sorts of uh, apps that that work in more of a card system um, Mm. where you write your tasks on individual cards so you can manage that. So you could have a board or a card that's for horse riding and put the things underneath that that you want. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm actually better with the physical. I've I've found over yeah. time. I do. I have done Trello boards before, or tried mm. to do Trello boards before. I think I need it literally on the wall with posters. Yes, I'm the same. Just on You've got um, yours around here. I've yeah. got a, a a Kanban board on a a bookshelf. You know that that is barely a foot wide, and I've actually split the board so the top half is you know to do and doing. A backlog and to do and then doing and done. Done. Yeah. Um, nice. So you you don't necessarily need to go and buy a whiteboard or use a huge, you know, area of space. Uh, in fact, there's a, a process called Kanban for one, and it uses a small board that a piece of cardboard that stands on your desk. Oh. And so you know, that can could use those little uh, those sort of little post-it notes. Oh you know, wow. The, the sketchy yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, just big enough to write what that task is and and how long you think it might take you. Well, that's the time. That's the thing, isn't it, how long you think Mm. it will take you. I must admit, Mm. I always kind of look out to the next week and and I'm like, and this is the problem that I have. I look out to the next week and think, oh, shit, do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Why have I booked, like, all of that stuff up for myself? And, yeah, when when am I... I, like I, I feel overwhelmed kind of thinking about it. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, and that's part of that visualising um, but also the part of work, of workload and also of information load is giving ourselves breaks that yeah. we're seeing it with the, the stream of back-to-back meetings 
or quickly going, switching from one thing to the other. You know, the science on this says it's not good for us. It drains our energy, you know, burns up the glucose in our brain and no wonder we're exhausted heading for burnout. So giving ourselves breaks throughout the day is, and not I'm not talking 15 or half an hour, 15 minutes or half an hour, it could be 90 seconds in between two uh, calls yeah. could be enough to just reduce that cognitive overload of information in your brain. Go outside, get the wind in your face, pat the dog or cat, unload the dishwasher and then come back and re-engage with the next meeting. These are, mm. are great protections yeah. of, uh, I, of I our am, time. I'm kind of reflecting and wondering how we did it in offices because uh, or is it just that we're in more meetings because we're kind of, you know, sat in the one spot at the moment? Yeah, we tend to sit in the one spot. In in meetings in workplaces, we, we often had to change meeting rooms. Mm. So I, mm. I talk yeah. about that commute between yeah, yeah. one meeting and the other. Yeah. Or we would go for coffees with people or we would stand in the workplace kitchen. So there was a lot more movement from one place to another, from our desk to the bathrooms or from the kitchen to the elevator. Uh, so there was a bit more transit time, which is perfect for a cognitive unloading time. Right. Uh, when we sit uh, in the one place hour after hour and only have a break every three hours. Um, yeah, because you're going to wet your pants, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's anything right. like me, yeah. 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 Um, so sense-making, you know, what's going on, what do I need mm. to do? Emotional regula- regulation, you know, thinking about the reality, agile ways of working, emptying the con- contents, really looking for those those even minuscule breaks. I mean, that's something yes. I've learned. 90 seconds can be the difference. Sure can. Mm. And to stand up and change your state. Yeah. So stand up and do something. So it's, you know, it's deliberate distraction. It's um, to and, and to not do that when you're trying to focus, but have, allow yourself that deliberate distraction in between uh, commitments or in between meetings and and relish that, you know, relish the, oh, that's, that piece of work is finished or that intense focus, that pressure yeah. is released and I'm getting ready to, you know, line up again and have uh, another have next, period of focus. Yeah. Mm. And do you think, you know, planning and being organised and, you know, not saying too much to too much stuff, you know, being, being um, you know, what's the word, being organised about what you say yes to or what you say no to, that type of thing, or, or thinking um, through that value of like what's the value on that? You know? Yeah, and I guess thinking why why do I want to do something or why am I saying yes to yeah. something or how, how do I want to spend my time? So being more conscious about that. Sometimes we, we find it easier to say yes than, than make up some other reason or excuse. The, yeah, tell <laughs> your mum that you're really not interested in those relatives, yes. <laughs> you're not available or you don't have time. Yeah. Um, but also I don't think we should buy into the the fact that the productivity industry is telling us that we suck and it's not true at all. They're Mm. always trying to sell us some other uh, tool or device or some other solution or some other kind of method and we're not that bad, you know. We're we're 
dangerously distracted by devices and that's how they've been designed. So we just need to use our smarts a little more, protect some time in our diary for focused work, for releasing the pressure, working in short bursts and visualising the things that we've got on our mind. And just some of these simple techniques, some people think, oh, that is that all it is? But they're not doing it. And then when they do it, it becomes incredibly liberating. I mean, that is the thing. Liberating. You've got to do the work, don't you? Yeah, and they're not they're not big habits though. I yeah, mean, it's no. Not something, yeah. Yeah, no, none of this stuff is hard. No, no. You know? And you don't need to do it all, you know. If, yeah. Uh, one of the tools I use the most is the Pomodoro, which is a segment of time, uh, uninterrupted time. 25 minutes is the ideal time. And I say, hey, Siri, set a timer for 25 minutes. And she does. And I work away. And then my timer goes off in 25 minutes. And then I have a little break and a rest. Yeah. Um, and will you choose what you work on in that period of time? Will yes. You like from your agile yes. board, you'll be like, okay, yes. I'm going to I'll choose 20, something for That's 25 right. minutes. I'm doing this. Yep. And do you plan out sort of? Because I know I know people who are good at this, and they plan out like segments of this is when I'm spending time on. I'm I tend to plan a bit more. This is when this is due. This right, and then work back. And there. work back, and I'm like, yeah, I yeah. know I've got to get that done by then. I know I can get yeah. this done by then, etc. I tend to be a bit more last minute. You know, <laughs> yeah. Kind of. yeah, I remember yeah. I work a bit, maybe a bit better under pressure or must have done type situation. Mm. I tend to go with the energy, like what am I feeling like working on right now. versus that weight that you can feel of I have to sit down and work on that project. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes if I don't want to do it, I'll procrastinate about it. Mm. And then when I actually Mm. get around to doing it, it doesn't actually take me that long. So I've kind of probably thought thought about something just way too long. You got it. I've thought about it it for two, three weeks, and then when I sit down and actually get it done, I'm like, well, that was a brace. That's right. The real estate that has been occupying in your mind, you know, the the time, energy and effort you've been putting to that, it could have been out of your mind and you could have picked up up that task and we often find they just don't take as long as we're imagining that they will and so that focused time can help us get a bunch of things off our list uh, but then don't don't think you have to do it all day, you know, uh, just a short sprint of time, as the mm. software developers say, a time box um, has been shown to be the best productivity tool of all time, the time box. Start, finish, uninterrupted work, choose how long that is and you'll be able to get things done versus we usually switch I'm doing three things at once. I do a bit of that. Then I think, oh, I better do that. Oh, quick, I better go in and send that email. Oh, I've yeah. got to come back to my original task. Yeah, yeah, the can I be fed? Yep. What a, yeah. The energy out of my system. You know, this is this energy is not limitless. Mm. So protect it at all costs. And that monofocusing is by far the most uh, efficient, most productive, and most calming than this erratic switching. I've got so much on, I've got to try and do everything. Yeah, yeah, Mm. I like that. I've picked up some good tips. 
good. We like that. I think the audience will have picked up some good tips because this is who it's really about. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're just having a chat and we've got some people listening in. Yeah, that's right. Lynn, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you if they'd like to work with you, they want to buy the book? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or one of the seven books you've written. Yeah, come to my website, lynnkazaley.com, and uh, you'll see there's plenty of blogs that I've been writing over the years and uh, programs, mentoring, speaking, and uh, a a page on the different books uh, that I've written about, which include things like perfectionism, uh, agile ways of working, facilitation, uh, creative thinking and visualization, like nice. sketching and illustrating. Yeah, how so. did you How did you get into this work then? What's uh, my yeah, yeah? My background was communication, so I was a communication specialist, uh, writing speeches for people and annual reports and things like that. And I just got sick of the the leadership hierarchy, and uh, so started my own business about nearly 20 years ago. Wow. And so I've been, you know, the navigator of what do I want to work on now? What mm. services do I want to package up and and deliver uh, that make me happy, you know, that bring my strengths to the fore? Yeah. Uh, that. That I find enjoyable rather than, oh, I, I better do this because this is what the market needs. So it's yeah. been much more focused on what do I like doing. Yeah. And and that's why writing a book a year <laughs> for 10 years is my plan. And going going well. I'm just writing about the stuff I'm interested in. Yeah, nice. What's the next book on then? Ooh, got a couple, couple of ideas. Yeah. Yeah, stand by, stand by, yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Um, I feel like I'm going to get off this and um, put some things on some post-it notes. Yes. Get some things out of my brain. Uh, Feel a little bit less overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Thanks so much. And uh, and happy Campbell, Kanban boarding. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks.